Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. What incarnation you trying to do, you bird brain? Just doing my duty, Sheriff. Oh, you and that itchy trigger finger of yours. Ready to form Voltron. Activate interlock. Dinotherms connected. Infracells up. Mega thrusters are go. Go, Voltron Force! Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblanc. GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me. All right. Do you have any witticisms for us? I don't. The well's done run dry. Yep. How about you, Ty? I was thinking of one during the last episode, and I don't think I can remember it. You have very poor recall tonight. I know. You keep thinking of a topic, and then you lose it. Maybe I should give you a pen and a piece of paper. It's been a long week. My mind is ready to shut down. It's been a long night. We've Sun recorded a lot. sleeping dog's ass every once in a while. Uh, you're just making shit up. you never heard that one? No. Have you heard that one? Yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> I think y'all are lying to me. No, that's a real one. I've heard that one. It's Can You Hear Me, the podcast where three guys just make shit up. Uh, you can't prove anything we've said is real. Just remember, remember that. You can't disprove it either. That's right. That's right. I am Gustav Monteblanc. I am Ty Webb. And I am Heavy Longmire. You can find us on Twitter at Real Gustav. Muzzy74. I'll change it. MZZY74. Oh, glorious day when it does. I didn't even know you could change that shit without I didn't restarting. Until Brad I'm told us. Longmire Heavy. You can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. You can go to our website, canyouhearmepod.com. You can find us all over the interweb. If you just type in Can You Hear Me Pod or Podcast, I bet you can find us in Ask G's and Google and what was that one you were a big fan of, you said? Netscape. Netscape. There big you go. Big proponent. I think he was a big fan, a fan of, of He's a uh, proponent of laying in the floor on his belly. Yeah. yeah. He hadn't moved up the level of proponent on that mm-hmm. Right. That is his thing. Uh, I was is advocate like the top level? Did we figure yeah, that we, out? Yeah, well, we never decided. Advocate what, would be a good one. What, uh, what's above proponent? I think advocate would be good. All right. That's also your favorite magazine. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, jokes are fun. That's all I see laying around here is that and Hondo. <laughs> Yeah, like a 96 issue of Hondo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We got some emails, guys. All right. Let's and, get to uh, them. We thank you for your emails. We love to hear from our listeners. Because send more. Send more. Send more because we like you people a lot, and you're our best friends. This one is from the good, good Tom. Tom. Ah, uh, yes. Hello, so Tom, Tom says, gentlemen, really enjoyed Honey Bun and Forklift Talk. My shop has about four or five that we use to move everything from light fixtures to poles and even my old furniture from college. I just wanted to say thank you again for making me laugh hysterically. 
I don't know what Heavy's doing with his weird fingers here. I'm just yeah. I'm picking he's my, making like, gestures or something. No, Why are you making fin- that about Tom? He's a good dude. I was just picking my fingernails. And keeping me company during my long nights at the office. We're moving our old, our pole, I want to say maybe our whole operation, maybe this pole operation, to an old prison in Fort Worth. Oh. I'd be happy to give you guys a tour once we get up and running in a few months and maybe get some regionally famous barbecue afterwards. Thanks, Tommy G. Man, that sounds good. I uh, bet that place would be creepy. He, old, since, old he posted some pictures on uh, Twitter here lately. You know, like they left. They were, well, he posted a sign that had all the right gear manifesto. And you're oh, like, what yeah, the yeah, fuck? oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the good news is, Tom, that, that other than some of the. Uh, CS tear gas. I think we can resupply you with everything there legally. I think so because we can buy thirty-seven millimeter uh, grenades that at least throw smoke or something. And we can get a thirty-seven millimeter grenade launcher without that being declared a destructive device. So no tax stamp for that. Oh. I think once we step up to forty millimeter, yeah. I think then Man, we're yeah. at that, and then each round becomes a um, a tax stamp, separate tax stamp for each round. So once you throw it. You've lost the tax stamp, so it's two hundred bucks per round yeah. for a destructive 40. device. So stay you need to stick 40. to that thirty-seven millimeter. So I think we can look into that. Thirty, eight, thirty-nine, whatever it he takes. He knows nothing about this stuff, <laughs> and we can certainly get you body armor and that sort of thing. Although I think manufacturers are backed up a little bit, so you may have to have a little lag time. It happens. It happens. But you know, good heavy steel plate. You just got to order it and get it when it comes in. Yeah, just got to wait. Be patient. I order probably two or three a week. Do you? I think I waited about six months for mine to get caught up from Dang. the time. But now I'm ready for... Uh, probably just use good plate metal, couldn't you? No. <laughs> no? No. So when we used to might have that been around on, uh, street signs that might have been shot... No, I'm not talking about street signs. Well, I'm just I'm telling you. I'm talking like good, like Clint Eastwood did in uh, Fistful of Dollars. All right, so he used <laughs> um, he used conquistador armor. No, it was just a piece of I thought it was conquistador armor. Plate metal. In fistful, I thought it was an old breastplate from a conquistador. No, it was, just no. A, it was a square, just a square piece of metal. You have spent almost as much time as any person that's not in the family at the range, where we shoot yes. steel targets with. Yeah, that probably wouldn't work. Plate. Yeah. So it stops. It stops most pistol rounds. Right. It does not stop the rifles. Right. It does not st- would not stop a two twenty three. Would not stop a two twenty three. Sell right through it. So since we know the two twenty three is the most common rifle right now, short of the twenty two, we want to be able to stop that. Maybe Probably double a good idea. them up. I want body armor that'll stop a three oh eight. Get Whoa. it? Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Good. Fine. Okay. All right. So thanks, Tom. We will certainly find time to come out to the old prison because I think that's pretty pretty cool. Although Fort Worth is far. But it is great. The far. great it's worth Fort the trip. Worth. Fort Worth is a good What's town. that barbecue joint that uh, just reopened that's next to where they were having the blowout? Yeah, I know the name you're talking about and it's it evades me right now. Because KJ was talking about it the other day on Twitter too. Yeah, it's supposed it. to be really good. And I've heard other people suggested i would put any barbecue place in the metroplex up against hutchins barbecue in good old mckinney texas man have you, have you been hutchins? uh my parents have several times and they love and they it. sent pictures of it to you of right? course they did hutchins is i anybody that's listening to this as quickly as you can get up to mckinney 
and eat at Hutchins Barbecue. So give me, give me some details here. Am I going to be able to get a sandwich that has multiple meats on it with cheese, pickles, and onions? If you want it. That's what I want. I want a big ass sandwich. You want like a barbecue club? I want, yeah. I, my, my, it's defunct. It used to be a little stand across the dam north of Denison. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, a big giant man that ran it, which is always a good sign. You're right. Yeah. You don't buy a barbecue from a skinny little man. No. And, uh, it, his nickname was Slim. Of course. And he had a, a barbecue sandwich called the Big Adventure. And it had a quarter pound of chopped beef, a quarter pound of brisket, and a quarter pound of sausage. Damn. Mm. On like a... On a giant bun. It was a bun? It wasn't a... No, it was on a giant bun. Damn. And it had red onions, cheddar cheese, and sweet pick... Or dill pickles on it. And it was only like $7. And if I ate it, I had to take a nap. And whatever meat... And a dump. Whatever meat (laughs) fell out of it, I just left for the dog because I couldn't... Huh. I mean, it was great. It was the best sandwich. Wow. Sound good. He, you know, like all little pop-up burger, I mean, uh, barbecue joints, he disappeared one day. Right. And that's not uncommon on that side of the river. Yeah. People just disappear. The best barbecue I've had in DFW is at Pecan Lodge. Is it really that good? It's really that good. Okay. Yeah. You you hadn't been? Never been. You need to go. Yeah. Y'all I've need to buy go. it, but I've never been. Yeah, it's it used to be at the farmer's market or whatever, and now it's, it's at, down in Vellum. Now it's at Vellum. Yeah. I got a pecan tree so in my good. backyard. Montage. There you go. But yeah, it's try try, try Hutchins Barbecue. Well, kids. my folks were. It's funny you say that because they they were just telling me the other day they've been hitting it going through when they're yeah. coming back through town and they. Love it. Yeah. Where's that located at? It is on the east side of McKinney at 380 and Tennessee. So probably. the old side, huh? Yeah. Nice. 380 and Tennessee. Got a taqueria next to it? Um, we'll wash the on the other side. I think it's a tire, uh, a used tire place. That's next good. To it. Yeah. Actually, there's a taqueria back behind it. Okay. Yeah. Is there a certain thing you'd recommend there? Or is it all I, good? I like sliced beef. Yeah. I, I'm I a like, brisket person more like, than a ribs. I like brisket, but I like I like uh, pulled pork too. Yeah, I like pulled pork. I have a hard time getting that when I go to a barbecue place because I like pretty good pulled pork. And Montage. There you go. Check check. And their sliced beef is just so freaking good. Yeah, I mean, just has so the sauce. Good. Sauce is good. Uh, beans are good. Peach cobbler. <laughs> Look out! Peach cobbler good. smells like feet, and I ain't eating it. I'm not a big fan. I, I like cobbler, but peach is way down on the list of yeah. favorite cobblers. I don't like hot fruit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't like hot watermelons. There you go. Oh, man. Right. Let's do some more email. Oh, well, thank you, Tom. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you listening to us as always. He's up there in the uh, Jersey Shore or something right now eating questionable foods and candy cigarettes maybe a couple tasty cakes it's got some tasty cakes uh, i got this email for us the other day and it said from one m chin m hmm. chin and all it said is hi please can we partner for a business mr chin mulan okay and sign me up I we have to send any money i replied mr chin i am interested in business opportunities <laughs> uh, and I like websites. As you well know, business is how monies are made in these modern times. 
Your email has me looking forward down the golden road of wealth and richnesses to prosperous adventure. And Chin emailed back, don't mock me, motherfucker. Well, he was so brief in his original email. I'm not even going to read this other that email. really long. It is really ass long. Wow, it's like, you're still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. Is it all about opportunity? It is all. I mean, I'm still scrolling. Holy shit. Is this so, a real dude? No. Fuck no. Who's it's it not from? real. It's Well, I mean, it's from Mr. Chin Mulan. You so, know. Okay. He was. <laughs> he talks a lot about partnerships and You think capitals. he's from the 903? Apparently, he's the International Bank of Taipei ah, okay. in Taiwan. And, uh, you know, there's a Turkish crude oil merchant and some things. And Taipei is nice this time of year. Several millions of dollars. But anyway. He, we don't have to hijack a Somali I'm a not sure boat what we off the do, coast of Somalia. I'm keeping anything, this in our back pocket. Now, he did want me to send my full name, contact address, occupation, and age. And after that, then we would move forward. Okay. I think he's in, might be into that tickle porn. Maybe. Who isn't, you know? Anyway, I, so send him Brad's information. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in touch with. Uh... <laughs> send him Ryan's. Send him all the gems. All the gems info. Really expand out. All right. Well, they will see. never speak to us again. Oh, we have an email from long time, early times, the one Cody Allen. Cody Allen, he's still there. He's still Love alive, apparently. That first time, long time. And Cody's is not short either, but not quite as long as Mr. Chin's. Cody's is always full of good stuff. <laughs> well, he starts it off strong. All right. With Later. longer than Chin. Title of Sup Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he is from the 903. He is, he is. <clears throat> That's a 903 greeting. And he's he's not backing off. All right. So I hate to keep making y'all talk about butt-fucking, but I thought this short tale was relevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. One night I was plowing my ex. He cap- <laughs> he capitalized the E in X. <laughs> That's well, very proper. I know it. Proper name. And things got heated, as things are wont to do. We were having some sex in a spoon Voltron formation. <laughs> We're having some sex. All of the sex. I don't, I mean, I know what Voltron is. You remember that was the big robot that puts together. I don't know what spoon Voltron formation is. And she whispers the green light to get weird. I don't need to be told twice, so I reposition and slowly, carefully make the transition. Uh, Easy. After however long is considered respectable, mating ends and she goes to the bathroom to hose off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This, this is a very romantic tale. Oh. Some time passes and she comes out of the bathroom with tears in her eyes, so I ask her if she's okay and what's wrong. She grabs her bathroom tote and utters the words, I don't know. There's blood. I don't know. And about that time, I whip out a flashlight and scope my bed. Oh, no. <laughs> don't do that. A, B, don't tell us about it. Long story short, things were fine, and $50 later, my new sheets look fabulous. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to know where that $50 went. We all learned a valuable lesson that day and proceeded to use shop towels thereafter. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Lord. In closing... This is quite a harlequin tale. I'd also like to hear y'all's thoughts on Texas legalizing marijuana. Do any of you admit, <laughs> a nice transition. Do any of you admit to using it before or prefer to continue living a lie? Drive fast, take chances, Cody. Sent from my iPhone using snake oil and or Pokemon Go. Well, Cody, you did not disappoint, son, with that. Uh, That's great. So let's, let's tackle this from a couple of ways. Um, <laughs> he came out with a quite a head of steam there. Wow. Cute, man. man, I've been gut shot. I'm... I've laughed so hard just then I'm really hurting. I hope she's all right. <laughs> you know. I hope she healed up. I realize, uh, yeah, wow. I don't. <laughs> I feel like icing there, myself there's, down there's a little. There's two phrases that stick out. Two? Me. Just two? Just two that immediately stick out. The whispering, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get freaky and let's get weird, giving him the green light, and then. Tears in her eyes. There's blood on the towel. Well, the I whipped out the, my the flashlight, flashlight. And scoped my bed is high on my list. Yeah, the the flashlight reference definitely. Prairie dog. Let's check the bed. Oh my gosh! Well, man, I you know I'm I'm all for playing around, but I'm not a fan of the actual act there. So that's. I don't want to. I don't want to open up that portal to hell. With, <laughs> you know, maybe I don't know. That's there's more downsides to that. Agreed. Particular thing. I mean, I'm. I there's a there's a lot of things that are a go, but not everything is a go. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, <laughs> there's a there's a time for restraint, young man. But I'm glad things worked out. <laughs> <laughs> I, did I, they? I guess I, I want fifty dollars later they did and he learned the valuable lesson to use shop towels now you know i will tell you that my experience is it's never a bad idea to have a towel there laying around the bedroom no, just i to, think it's quick to grab or yeah you like know standard it's, i think practice. it's quite considerate actually i think that's uh just uh it's best practice might as well you know what people ought to just install towel racks in their bedroom that's a good make idea. it all neat you know above the headboard call star sure. kissed there you go good idea i'm still cracking up about the whipped out the flashlight and scoped the bed verbiage that's just like because <laughs> father monteblanc you know, he was, he worked in the factory a long time doing maintenance and stuff. And so he always had his belt on with the big old tool mm-hmm. thing. And Schneider. he's quick to whip out. Yeah, he's very schneidery with it. Quick to whip out the flashlight. You know, it's like the 4,000 lumen flashlight. If you right. shine it on a piece of paper long enough, it'll start a fire type thing. So that's the imagine I, you know, cause knowing Cody's likes his gear. I know he's, you know, he's big on flashlights and seven string guitars and. Spiderco knives and all that good stuff. So I can just imagine the tactical light that came out. Legalization as far, you know, I've never done it and that's not a lie because I'm as square as a, as it can be, but I see no problem with it. You know, we got alcohol legal, so I don't see why we can't. In fact, we had an off air discussion or maybe do we have it on air? I can't remember, but yeah, we was on air about legalizing prostitution versus legalizing weed last week. So. I'm for it. If it was legal, I wouldn't smoke it because I don't like to smoke things. But uh, I'd probably do some uh, edibles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm not a user, but I'm all for it being legal. And if it was, then 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'd definitely partake. Yeah. Give me some gummies or some brownies. It's the illegal the, part of it for sure. Yeah, that that's the thing. restricts me now. I'm all for the legalization. Yeah, I think we're all, all for the legalization. We're open enough to... What's interesting, though, is even in a, in a previous job I had where I'd meet people from different, well, from Washington State and right. from Colorado, it was interesting seeing how their, these were government jobs, mm-hmm. gov- government contracts. And uh, so even like in Washington State or Colorado, yeah, it's legal there, but you can't do this job. Yeah, yeah. With, you know, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of workplace, even if it was legal, workplaces could still. Right, just de- like if you deny, were, you know. Yeah, which is weird to me because, you know, like alcohol leaves your system pretty quickly. True. Yeah. So cocaine leaves your system pretty quick. Right. So you know, say if you if somebody at your job at work if you take a drug test and yeah. they're testing for alcohol, you know, and in, in say in a blood sample or something right. like that, you might have drank last night, but it's out by now. Yeah. Yep. Most Mar- drugs are pretty short. Marijuana, yeah. you might have smoked two weeks ago. It's still going to be there. Yeah. yeah. It's it's there for thirty days. And yeah. It's a, it's a long period. And it you know and you ha- might not have never done it. At work, it's just weird and, and never time thing, exactly. and, yep. and never been under the influence while you were at work yeah, or anything. Just your so, nighttime. so, to me, it would be very interesting to see how workplaces would would handle that. Yeah, and I still know, you know, obviously it's not legal. Like you said, it may be technically legal, but there's still places that are drug testing. I don't know if places for like poor employment, if marijuana is as big a deal. Yeah, you know now is it used to if you came up positive. Yeah, it still right, is. is, is yeah, it? yeah, it's a no go. Um, so I think a lot would have to change for if you're in a position where that's going to be a thing. And I know a lot of times if I take on a new client, even though I've been with the company that I've been with for many many years, I still have to take a drug test a lot of times for the new client. Right. And I've even had a time where I had to take a hair test for wow. for employment. And uh, I had hair about as short as it is right now, which is just buzzed off of the two. They had to shave, dry shave my leg. It was wow. either that or clip my pubes. Hey. You should have made them clip a taint hair. I should have, because I knew the lady that was having to do it. And I'm like, here you go. Taint hair. Get down uh, there and get you I think, taint, I, I think that was all clean. I think I just had the hedge. Okay. Ah, you know? yes. And I didn't want to lose my, my auburn curls at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We're pro-legalization, and I agree that. From a, a logistics standpoint, much like you said, alcohol, you can prove that somebody, if you get it even fast enough, that's the thing, you know, like if you can stall how long somebody oh, yeah. takes a blood alcohol test, yeah. it can be in a, you know, a couple of a yeah. few hours, you know, yeah. it can, it can drop but, to the uh, legal limit. But yeah, pot is one of the things that cannabinoids in, uh, in urine are very long lasting. And so am I right that? Uh, the cannabinoids store in fat. Yeah. And Is so they right? slow release yeah. so back. Slower metabolism. But they don't release in the sense that you're getting the sun. You know, they don't, it's not a long-term release, but they're measurable. Exactly. In the urine. The, um, but yeah, like pot, I mean, pot's long. Coke is really short. Uh, your opiates are a little bit longer, but maybe like a week. Yeah. Most things are pretty short <laughs> other than. Marijuana. Yeah. I mean, your amphetamines are short. Yeah. Cocaine so you can usually get most of those. Most of the, Coke's just a few days, but the opiates and meth and MDMA and 
Then when you get into some of the synthetics and PCP and things like that, you get into the weeks, but maybe like two weeks at the outset. And that's with a high level. Yeah. If it was just like maybe a one-time thing, it may be shorter than that. But pot can stick around for a long time. It does. But thank you, Cody. You did not disappoint, my friend. Not at all. uh, Hey, Please email us and explain this Voltron spoon formation because I'm with diagram. Yeah, maybe yeah. an illustration. Yeah, so a PDF of that, an infographic. Just be careful on that illustration. Yeah, very careful. All right, uh, we got another one here, and from Valley Butcher, also another longtime listener of us, and he did provide a picture. I forgot oh, about it. Hey. All right. So the Valley Butcher says, "Heavy Longmire, yes. Sheriff." Of the 903. He's going somewhere with this. Okay? All right. Dear 903 Ninjas. Now, what's funny is I believe he sent this before the I Want to Be Ninja. Ah. So that's great. <laughs> have you have you watched that video? No. The Queen of the North. Dude, you got to watch that. You what? haven't seen that? No. All right. For what? If you're unfamiliar, yeah. this lady named... Um, Tammy. No. <laughs> Jennifer Murphy, who apparently was on like... Shark Tank or some bullshit reality. She thing was like Miss that. Oregon. Was she? Yeah, and then she was. Uh, well, she was, on... was all this shit. Oh, sorry. Put the balls on your chin. Thank you. Um, she was Miss Oregon, and then she was on The Apprentice. Ah, The Apprentice. Ah, yes. And yes. she was. I mean, I can't remember what season it was or whatever. But yeah, now she's like created some. Weird alter ego, yeah, go girl, and trying to make a name for herself in L.A. and yeah, Murphy beds, Murphy beds, because her last name's Murphy. Yeah, you just need to watch it. She's doing this like karaoke at a dinner party kind of thing. Well, it's it's real produced. Like she went in and to the studio and made this song. She pre-produced that. She's just lip syncing it, but (laughs) it's 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 so great. Depending on what your position is, it's either. The most, it's very racist or at least very racially insensitive, depending okay. on what your take of it is. Okay. The face that the Asian woman is making is, it's great. Spectacular. So, so it's a song about very wanting uncomfortable. to be a ninja. Okay. And she does it with the most 1940s oh fake Asian accent. Okay. And, and there's the lots, cadence. and there's lot, yeah, and there's lots of chop chop and take you down to Chinatown and she's, and the whole song, she's fighting the mysterious, nefarious Chow. Who okay. We do not understand who Chow is, but right. that's the villain. And there's a one Asian lady in this crowd of overly tanned blonde people that are all hooting and hollering. And the Asian lady is stoically, every once in a while, giving a little half smile. She's giving a failed face, smile. And she's right up front. And the lady's just chop, chop, chop. Oh, and, and the lady's getting right up in her face. Oh, yeah, doing a couple of times. <laughs> like, and wow. there was such a blowback that she took it down, but luckily the internet kept it and gotcha. put it back up. So anyway. Remember that, youngsters, once it's on the internet, it is on the internet. You know, we're going to get to a point where everybody's got a, a pick of their junk. Every politician, it's going to already be on the internet somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be a better time because it'll be out of the way. It's like, yeah. 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 Just release it and move on. That's if anybody has pictures of the of Sarah Palin, bring them on. <laughs> okay. You can send those that to was a very DM those to Longmire Heavy, because apparently he wants Sarah Palin pics. Dramatic pause there, no too. Shit, I thought he was the real ones, not the fake ones. What about <laughs> Nayland Palin? Have you watched Nayland that? Nayland Palin? No. I've, 
I'm surprised. That's just because you hadn't heard of it. Had you heard of it? Why is that DVD cover say Nalen Palin over there by your TV? Uh, It's just a misprint. (laughs) Great job with the show. You've joined Dragon Bag as the only shows I listen to the day they come out. Why, thank you. That's very kind. Very good. A couple of questions for you. Sorry if you've addressed these in other episodes, but I was late to the party and haven't listened to all your old stuff yet. You guys got any good roadkill as food stories? Mm. I myself had some freshly run over deer one time in Uniontown, PA. The best part was watching my friend's dad slice open its belly and casually take a big whiff while the rest of us gagged at the stench. <laughs> and finally, have you noticed how heavy sounds like the Sheriff of Nottingham from the Disney animated feature <laughs> Robin Hood? Keep <laughs> up the good work. Uh, Man, I'm going to have to go revisit that now. All right. I, he sent me that, and I let him know that, yes, I can see that. Comparison. I'll have to uh, I'll have to go back and There's watch There's a little that. bit to that there. I don't know that I have ever eaten roadkill. I have not. I've eaten stuff. Heavy's thinking hard here to... Spotlighting stuff is as close as I've gotten. I don't know if you consider it roadkill because it wasn't killed on the road, but it was run over. All right. Well, that counts. Yeah, that counts. If you used a vehicle uh, to kill... Did you run over it? I did not run over it. An acquaintance of mine... Why did you use air quotes just then? <laughs> Why did you take your An shirt off? An acquaintance of mine several years back, probably about 10, 15 years ago, he took out a, uh, he hit a few hogs. Well, I, that's, I have a story related in, to that too. With a uh, <laughs> combine? I don't know what he hit him. I don't know if it was a plow. Four-wheeler? No, he was on a tractor and he, he swung around. Like, he was chasing them. He was... I can't remember what he's. He wasn't cutting. Those he, he was, the, he was be, cutting hay. Okay. Okay. I was about to say, there's got to be the worst furrows ever. He was, he was cutting hay. And, uh, it was early spring and he flushed some up out of this hay meadow. Yeah. And he chased them down. Kicked it up in the gear. And, and, uh, yeah, swung around and popped them with the, uh, with the hay cutter. And, uh, yeah, it, it did the job on them. We, them the next day. Well, right. you may remember. And they were small pigs. They're like you know eighty those pound. Are, those are the 80 best pound pigs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there were I think there were three of them. We had uh, <laughs> you and I were out <laughs> driving around one three little, little pigs. Yeah, you're so proud of yourself, <laughs> fucking sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> That's all I can see now. I know I it. Over him is that uh, cartoon face. Uh, one of them was over there with a trowel and a bucket of mortar. <laughs> Trying to get that fucking house put up before that tractor came. He was waiting. He I know was it. waiting. All right. The um, uh, so good. You and I were out driving around as we were wont to do back in the day, and it was the night before Easter. 1994. Was it? Yep. I thought it was later than that. Might have been 95. No, I, it was later than that. It was 95 or 96. It was. I think it was after 96. Hell, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. This is the... This You're is driving what, that white bread. Yeah, that white bread. You know what? This is... You, what you and I are doing right here is what drives my wife nuts about the two of us. Yeah. That we will sit there and argue about how it, sunny it was right. on a day that we can't remember. Right. <laughs> in a year that we've forgotten. Right. Uh, All right. Yeah. Anyway, so we're, it's, I do know it's Easter, night before Easter, and we're driving around out... In the uh, the far north of the 903, and I was I had a Chevy Beretta. It was my shitty college car, and we were just out. We weren't there was no alcohol, no. Or nothing, and we were just driving around in the middle of the night. And I see something 
running perpendicular across the road in our path. And I think to myself, that looks like a South American tapir. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. As it hits us. And we go into the ditch. We were going, you know, 60, 65 miles an hour, something like that. We go into the ditch, and we probably went, what, 7,500 feet before I got us back up on the road. Mm -hmm. And we get out, and another, how far would you say? It was a long way. 20 yards. Maybe, yeah, maybe more than that. Uh, there was a dead hog. Yeah. That had hit us square front panel and the wheels. Cause there were bristles stuck in the wheel. Yeah. In the wheel. It itself. pretty much hit the <clears throat> front driver's side quarter panel. Right. Right above the tire, yep. I would say. And just crumpled it to hell. And of course killed the hog, knocked it way back. So we go and see it. Um, this is back before cell phones. Yeah. Back talking a previous episode. We went over to a cousin of mine's house and called the sheriff. And they're like, oh, well, you can come up here and make a... Did we drive your car? Yeah. It was the car drivable. was drivable, yeah. Okay. It knocked, it knocked the whole <laughs> it knocked front end the off the whole hell, it. yeah. Well, it, well it stayed on it, but it just crumpled that front yeah. left side. It was all... What blows me, what I will never forget, is like he described it perfectly. He's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. And out of the corner of my left eye, and this is about what, one in the morning? Yeah, about that. Out of the corner of my left eye, I see something coming up through the ditch. Yeah. Something that is going to make it across the highway. It ain't stopping. Yeah. Right. And uh we didn't hit it. It hit us. Yep. I mean. And I was already swerving when it hit us. It hit us. I mean, it knocked the car. I mean, I don't. And it doesn't, which I know it had to have, but it doesn't seem like. It swerved us into the ditch. It seemed like the it hit us, and the car just yeah 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 got pushed what into it the felt ditch. Like. Yeah, I know I was already moving a little bit to try to miss it, but it hit us. Yeah, and we yeah it and felt it like, like that. Man, I've been it's, scared to death before driving around like it, either around the Abilene area or around like Comanche or Lano mm-hmm. or that at night with all the deer out oh, and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's scary. and I got another story about that with an uncle. So. We go and sheriff's like, now ah, well, you can come up here and make a report because I wanted my insurance to, mm-hmm. you know, pay for it. And we go up there and they're kind of like, well, you know, that stuff kind of happened, you know, just kind of no big deal. So then we drove up south of town to my house, got a camera, 35 millimeter camera. Mm-hmm. And my brother and my cousin were up younger and they came back with us. And then we took the pictures. Right. And I will Photoshop out the Gustav face, but they're pretty funny pictures. Yeah. Well, like I remember about this hog, and this was just when we were starting to get them. Of, I mean, they'd been down in the creek bottom, yeah, and the river, river bottom, but they yeah. they were now coming up, you know, for, you know, God, ten years were, probably, but you wouldn't see them very often. They're everywhere, and yeah. this they're was the first, now. yeah, this was the first one I had seen up on, you know, dry that, land, yeah. you know, not not close to a creek bottom. It probably weighed. It was a big one. It was about two. I'd say two, two and a quarter. Yeah, probably. And the thing that stuck out in my mind, she had a about a two foot strand of barbed wire mm-hmm. that was grown over, stuck in her back. Yeah. So she'd run through a fence at some point and grabbed hold of this piece of barbed wire stuck in her, and just healed up and was yep. just carrying it around like no yeah. big deal. Those things are tough. Mm-hmm. So we take some pictures. We end up going. You know, I drop you back off. I go home because it's Easter in the morning. You know? Right. And I, we probably only get home about three or four. I don't know. Probably. It was 
early. I go to Easter dinner and my aunts tell my grandfather about it. He's like, well, I want to see this. Come on, let's go look. So by the time we left there, it's maybe 2, 2.30 mm-hmm. in the afternoon on Easter day. I get there, hog's gone. Now, that hog didn't get up because she's dead. My, my dad's neighbors took it. Did they? Yep. They were very proud of that. Somebody came and got that hog. and For, It was I, like an Easter morning miracle. <laughs> I always you wondered know? about, because I was, you know, when growing up and you're talking about butchering deer and stuff, I was always warned about if you get a low shot and you bust open the gut. Right. You know, yeah. Not to mess with, you know. But I always wondered about that heavy of an impact because not only did it the impact of the the car it had the impact of flying if anything ruptured on the inside but and my only experience of with that was when i was in junior high we were working cattle one sunday where we had them pinned at we were we were weaning calves yeah and so you know once you pull those calves off even when you cut the mamas out Mm -hmm. you know out of the corral they're milling around, right. oh, you know, yeah. looking for their calves, you know. Well, somebody had left the front gate open in the pasture. Well, this mama cow got to wandering around, and hell, nobody's really paying attention to her. Well, she wandered out on the highway, and a dude coming down the road pulling a boat hits her, I mean, broadside, mm. whack. And this is a, you know, four-year-old mama cow. Man. And uh, so... Some of the accomplices my dad right. had there with him, they're like, well, I mean, it didn't hurt anybody in the truck, thank goodness. When they get that sorted out and after the sheriff's department leaves and that kind of stuff, which everybody's drunk. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cows are drunk. Right. Yeah. Luckily, the guy driving, he was drunk, too, but he was a law enforcement officer from one of the little towns gotcha. next of the sheriff's department. Yeah, it's all good. All right, yeah. whatever. And, Nothing uh, to see here. Yeah. Late 80s, just kind of. Yeah, different time. Right, pushed under the rug. Anyway, once that's gone, one of my dad's cowboy and accomplices said, well, what are you going to do with the cow? Shit, I don't know. What are we going to tell us Skinner? So they bled her right there in the highway, slit her throat, went and got the tractor. Hoisted her. Put her on the trailer, took her to the barn and skinned her and quartered her with a chainsaw. We had about Probably about 600 pounds of hamburger meat. So that's, uh, that's all it was good for. Yeah. <laughs> Pulverized. Yeah. You know? I ain't never butchered a cow. Me and, either. Uh, but that meat, I'll never forget this. The meat, you have to be very careful eating your hamburgers because there would be shards of bone. Mm. Oh, was, yeah. yeah. Bones just being shattered. shattered splintered and, into Yeah, it. splintering into the meat. But yeah, so I guess, yeah, I've eaten roadkill there, yeah. too. There you go. Uh-huh. We ate on that for a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't imagine, I mean... I know it's just a bigger version, but I can't imagine butchering a cow. Yeah. I mean, I take. I mean, to do it right, that's a skill. Yeah. Well, I mean, they quartered it up and then took it across the river to the process. To the yeah. process. But even that, but just I mean, quartering up. I mean, it's it's a lot of that's done a plenty lot of, of deer. Which I don't never think it's probably legal anymore. Yeah, probably. I don't not. think you can just show up with animal parts. <laughs> yeah, they probably. probably. And there's probably some laws against that, especially across. Uh, State lines, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Things were looser 80s. back then. We yeah. have a, an associate that lives far, far north, up almost on the Canadian border, and he does um, sled dogs. Yes. Really? Yeah. And he, I have seen him mention that he collects roadkill to For process and feed his dogs. Okay. Huh. Be good use. Yeah. 
So I've also read in some homesteading forums about people collecting roadkill and putting it in a hanging bucket with holes that are drilled in the bottom inside their chicken run. So the mm-hmm. meat collects the flies, and there's already flies all in your run. Mm-hmm. The flies go and lay the maggots. The maggots fall through the holes as they decompose the meat. Huh. And the chickens just sit there getting can- mana from heaven right. huh. of maggots. Well, now, but that stinks. That's I true. have oh. not implemented that at the Montblanc, uh compound because yeah. I don't – my chicken run, if it's rainy or something, smells like shit anyway, so I right. don't want to have – roadkill hanging up in there yeah. but i thought you know what if you're a it's a pretty good idea yeah if you're a hardcore uh self-sufficiency uh person more power to you i saw a setup several years ago and you might have sent it to me it was this dude they were setting up a they had an in-ground swimming pool i think i know what you're talking about at one time and but they decided they were going to set up this a little homestead kind of thing well he they let the pool fill up yep uh, he built his chicken coop and had it hanging out over the pool. Over the deep end. Over the deep huh. end. And just a wire bottom. Yeah. Hardware cloth. Bottom. Right. Had a tilapia. Yep. In the swimming pool, which it was, there's no, it wasn't chlorinated or anything like that. So it had vegetation. He planted yep. vegetation he stuff and in stuff it, yeah. in it. And the chickens would shit. It'd fall straight down into the water. Yep. Which fertilized the plants. The plants. Right. Which the tilapia would eat. Yep. And they were fishing tilapia out of it yeah, every day. And then they would eat the tilapia. Yeah. That was their. And huh. that's how they sustained it and could grow the tilapia so quick. Yep. It was a was pretty kick ass setup. Was because of all the algae bloom. Yeah. From all the chicken shit. Yeah. I was like, huh. I, I was impressed pretty with that. And, you know, I've got some old. some Back when it was really good, some old Mother Earth news. And oh, they had another. Yeah publication i can't remember the name of it right now grit no it wasn't grit but grit grit i like grit, grit. used to be good hey make money selling grit <laughs> remember those ads but they would go on they would have stuff like that it wasn't quite as ingenious as that because mm-hmm. i don't think tilapia had really been introduced to the u.s at that point because it's right. like 72 or something but they would make these kind of biosphere things right. where they were trying to cycle things and have it kind of contained but yeah, that was great. And I want to say that guy was like in a residential neighborhood. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it was like in California or Arizona or somewhere. Uh, yeah, dry. Is yeah. That HOA approved. Uh, probably. Uh, probably yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would fly here. But yeah, that was a really inventive, I thought, setup. Yeah. All right. No, was that who? Was that it? was Valley. Butcher. That was Valley Butcher asking about roadkill. And yeah, he's up so, there in PA, I guess. So maybe he's one of our mysterious PA listeners. Might be. I don't know might if he's be. here or if that was. You know, you have that. those people that are like the scrounger, yeah. scavenger folk. That's and they go around collecting. Yeah. Roadkill. You know, more power you know, to them. Which I, up north, I think, would be an easier bet than than down south. Yeah. Because of mean, the cooler temperatures up you north. You got that, and then you just—it's a big difference. <laughs> collecting a possum versus getting a nice uh were you on the trip elk. you weren't on the trip because i think it was a family ski trip our guamanian friend no i never went skiing with okay him. i was trying to think if it was a scout trip or if it was a family trip of theirs i believe it was a family trip of theirs they had a. Uh, you mean polynesian yes polynesian i'm sorry our polynesian friend they'd go skiing every year yep and uh they were coming back you know, leaving whatever resort they were in in Colorado, all piled in. It was when Daddy Polynesian had that 
big four-door Ford diesel. Okay. It was red and white. Yep. They were all packed in that. I think he had a camper shell on it. Way to bring back the camper shell. Yeah. Yeah. Pro camper shell. Yeah. Anyway, they're winding down. All these switchbacks. These switchbacks on the damn mountain road that's snowed over. Sure. Mama Polynesian is telling him, you need to slow down. You can't see around these corners. Can't tell him how to drive. Right. And he drives fast anyway. Well, they come around the corner, and there's a herd of elk coming across the road. Well, he hits one. It folds up the driver's side mirror, no, the passenger side mirror, and it falls off into the ditch. Well, he stops the truck, get out, this elk's laying in the ditch, and of course, he's a very inventive man, to say the least. Yes. So he's thinking, shit, a free elk. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> look what, look what we've got. So he gets our friend, Polynesian, and Polynesian's younger brother who was the one in the Navy that boxed that I talked right. about a few episodes earlier. And uh gets them out of the truck, get my knife, we're going to bleed him on the side of the road, and we'll put him in the back. Sure. Well, they get down to the elk. It's just laying there, like a leg's mm-hmm. still kicking, that yeah. kind of thing. I think, perfect, we broke its neck, you know. Well, Daddy Polynesian gets down there with his knife, fixing to slit <laughs> his throat, and this thing raises its head up and lets out a... <laughs> bugle yeah you know and promptly <laughs> jumps you know staggers up to its feet and runs off you know right as he's fixing to slit its throat he's like hovered over it you know and uh scares the shit out of him now he's you lucky imagine? he didn't get hurt oh yeah oh yes could you imagine <laughs> oh man if he would have started cutting and that thing woke oh up. yeah it would have oh. been just it would have been kicked somebody would have gotten hurt then uh. i um my aunt's third husband, not the second husband that filled up the hippity-hoppity with right. propane, the third one, he was driving along uh, some highway in Arkansas, and a deer came, a buck came crossing over. I guess it must have been coming from passenger side to driver's side across the road. Mm-hmm. He hits it, it bounces up, comes up at the oh. windshield, but the neck is at the um, the corner so the neck snaps, and the head with the rack swings around and breaks out the window glass Man, and hits it. him. Damn it. He was all right. I mean, it scraped yeah. him up and scared the hell out of him. But, I mean, you talk about deer, just, that's they the scariest. Deer and horses. Oh, yeah. Well, horses are so up high yeah. that they're coming towards the cab, yeah. whatever yeah. you're in. And, uh, yeah, big a big deer. Yeah. And, and hitting a hog. To me, hitting a hog would be like somebody putting a... 300 pound boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Out in the middle of the road. Exactly. And all right, plow into this at 60 miles an hour. I mean, God and they're, almighty. they're ranging all the way to McKinney now. Oh yeah. I've seen them far south. Yep. And so it's just a matter of time for you. I'm amazed that you don't see more I, about I, it. It blows me away with as many creeks and green belt areas mm-hmm. as there is here in McKinney next to land that hadn't been developed yet. Right. Now this, Hundred acre cornfield over here across the yeah. street from me. You can't tell me there's no hogs running. No, oh, yeah, anything. yeah. And what keeps them there and not in people's irrigated lawns? I don't know. Right. But, but to me, it'd be funny as shit. Oh, it'd be hilarious <laughs> to see <laughs> see hog some three hundred pound hogs just walk, yeah. tearing up somebody's 
while the sprinklers are running, just right. you know, oh, just wallered, through. wallered in the front yard. Tearing I mean, the they, bed. Uh, people don't realize it's you might as well disc something up. I mean, when they come through, oh yeah, my dad has fought them for fifteen years now, yeah. and on his good hay meta and shit. It's just one of those, you know. At first, we tried. Well, we shoot at them enough, right? Shoot them, but you know that didn't work. So then we ran them with dogs. And that runs them off for a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And hogs are weird, at least in in our area, in that they they just travel a lot. Yeah, they, you can they range a ton. You'll you'll run them off our area. You know, we'd run them off with dogs. But I get the neighbors pissed off because he'd put them about two yep. miles down to the right. neighbor's place. Within a couple of weeks, you know, they come back up the creek and they're. I mean, but they'll they'll t- tear up ten acres overnight. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. You know, I, I've never you look out across a 200 acre hay meadow and it's just I've seen them tear up the lawman's place up there like oh, yeah. overnight like yeah. crazy. And what's weird in a hay meadow is you can, you know, instead of just a pasture, you can tell the areas where they like to not graze, but walla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the different types of grass. That they, and I don't know if it's the roots of those grasses that they like or yeah. if it's the insects. That are around that are there. around those grasses that they like, but it's it's interesting to watch the areas that they hit, and it'll most of the time it's well shit no it's not they're gonna say most of the time it's areas with bahia grass yeah but uh it's just as bad where it's coastal yeah they you know we didn't have them on blackland till just a few years ago so at uh, mom and dad's. They've been tearing up down between those that stand of pecan trees that are between where the old house was and mm-hmm. where the new houses are. And they just get in there and just, you know, tear mm-hmm. it all up. And dad still mows that because my great aunt's always liked it mowed, mm-hmm. so he still does it. Right. Then they started coming up and fucking with my mom's garden. Um. And my mom is not a gun-toting person, despite mm-hmm. being in the family. But she's ready to take up arms herself and start <laughs> killing hogs. Sprinkle that area with crushed up skeet. It says on the box. It does not... say it on the box. Yeah. Uh, it's always warned us that, hadn't it? Yeah. I've never kept hogs, but I've read that the people that like let them roam in just a pasture and stuff to keep, mm-hmm. that if you had a boulder or a old stump that you wanted moved that was still buried partly, mm-hmm. you just sprinkle corn around it. And they'll wallow it out. They'll wallow it and push it around to get to whatever yeah. corn. And you just kind of keep throwing some out there and they'll eventually sense, I believe man. it. Move it. I, you know, that's just something I've read, so I don't know. They can tear up. Boy, Boy they can. Yeah. Man. But um, I don't think I've ever, yeah, I'm pretty sure I hadn't eaten anything dead from that. You got anybody else? No, that's it. That's maybe we, we should maybe we should make that our goal for the next week. Is I don't I mean, this time till, of year is really nice. No, yeah. let's do it now. Let's go full on. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to do this. I mean, I'll do it if we have to. There's a lot of things that I'll do that if we have to versus you gearing up for dove trying, season. Trying to grow the show, man. Do what? You gearing up for dove season? Man, I haven't done. Uh, I haven't gone dove hunting the last two years or so. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I used to go every year, and then uh, I had a spot that I was going, and it kind of fell through, and you know how it is, like, you don't look for another spot. Are you going? I won't go opening morning. I'll go eventually. Are you going on your... I just, yeah. On your folks' place? Yeah. Well, let's... Let's, let's meet up and go. It's not a dove hot spot. You just kind of sit there and wait for well, it. Well, that's, I mean, these days, that's how I like to do it anyway. Right. I mean, I'm not, my days of getting out there, you know, gung ho, 
right. opening morning and going crazy yeah. over it in a huge field. Like I'd rather just sit there and shoot the shit, right? And fire off uh, every now and then. There's one. Yeah, I don't. I I remember those. I don't miss those days. Of well, let's all do a dove early. hunt then. Mm-mm. Can we go down there with you? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we? Maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe me and Gustav. Will Y'all can stand at the end of the there. driveway. Okay. That son of a bitch is pepperous. Yeah, we used to do that. You know. Oh we yeah, would, we used to do that to just fuck with each other. Yeah. yeah. You put the you put the butt of the gun on the ground and you aim it kind of like a mortar. Yeah. Yeah. And you just range it a couple of shots and you'd see the other poor bastard at the other end of the field. Yep. Hopefully somebody'd have a floppy hat on or something. You know, <laughs> so it wasn't just. Totally hitting you, bounce uh, off. I remember us doing that to uh, the other lawman. Yeah, and just watching him when dance be, like a puppet on be, a string. When we'd be duck hunting, we'd pepper his ass. Yeah, that was good times. Good yeah, times. don't shoot at your friends, kids. But yeah, please yeah. don't. You do it at least even arctic. if you're sneaking up on them on their duck slough. Yeah, especially <laughs> then. Especially then. I yeah, we, we need to work on a little. Yeah, let's duck do it. Or, I need to go get my fishing keep. license since it's August. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be gung ho about going, but if it's doing something like that and going with you guys, I, I, I want an afternoon. I don't want to go in the morning. Nah, shit ain't doing no, that. Man, we ain't. Fuck that. That's why, you know, we're old men. I now. stopped duck hunting. I stopped duck hunting with him probably in college because I didn't like getting up anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That, duck hunting is a, the thing about duck hunting is the, the worse the weather, the better the yeah, hunt. It's yeah. It's work. Yeah. And it is. And I don't like the way t- duck taste. I don't either. Yeah. I I, I definitely know. enjoy the hunt more than I do the eating. I can't tan a duck hide, so. Or can I mean, you? I mean, I could probably, but then again, I never was really that good at tanning anything, to yeah. be honest. I mean, I think I could do better now, but. Yeah. Yeah, duck, I've. I don't like I used it. to love it, and it's duck good. hunting is fun, 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 Boy, fun, it fun. Is. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a. It's adrenaline. It's adrenaline. I'll, I'll give you but that. It tastes like shit. Yeah, I don't like it. The only way I like it is fried whole, kind of like a turkey, mm-hmm. or in gumbo. Yeah, had never had it in gumbo. I guess with all those other flavors, it might be palatable. Yeah, we're about out at our normal stopping point. Heavy's doing a PP <laughs> dance here. So uh, we went email us at can you hear me pod at gmail dot com. And tell your friends to listen to Can You Hear Me? And we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. Well, not all my neighbors know what I am. Yes, I have a bad reputation for eating roadkill. While I whip this out. And world class championship wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas. <laughs>